Hey everyone, welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. This is where Indie Rock meets the NBA's finest. And today we have another guest and it's the delightful Josh Kalenic from the band Small Black. Uh, we're we're going to talk about the NBA draft. We're going to do a little mock draft of our own. And talk a little bit about the NBA finals now that they're wrapped up. So stick around and enjoy the show. dude it's a it's a good time to to be talking basketball of course so like we got the finals wrapping and we got the draft coming up yeah yeah it's kind of the uh the end the coda for the season you know it's a (laughs) moment to think about what happened and kind of what's next so yeah it's a cool yeah yeah um but the first thing i want to do so thanks again for hopping in first thing i like to i like to ask people is music wise we'll start with some music what are you listening to yourself um i feel like i kind of get inundated by spotify and i forget what what uh, i just like to kind of look at my playlist and see like what i've been playing uh sure excuse me plus i really been I, i love that new uh the Alan Brax and Falcon single with Panda Bear, um, mm-hmm. step by step. I was kind of playing the hell out of that. It sounds like I want there to be a radio station that just plays music like that. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. got a really smooth DJ that uh, takes me through my day. Um, Speaking of Panda Bear, I've heard he is a also a huge basketball fan. Yeah, I think so. I, I've heard that as well. Yeah, um, I think a lot of musicians are. Like, yeah, I I, when, I keep discovering this yeah, apparently. <laughs> when you start lurking around, I'm on like a I'm definitely on like an indie rocker music basketball text chain that's like pretty intense. Oh, nice. So, um, and from uh, what Nick tells me that you are you are like in it more than most. Like you are you're in the weeds with the NBA stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of a huge sports junkie, like basketball and football. So yeah. The one actual job I had in my life before music was I worked for Major League Baseball, like doing video stuff for them. So it's oh, kind awesome. of, yeah, it's kind of uh, always been a part of my life, just like from my dad. I, I was pretty much reading the sports section was the first thing I read. I used to read it every day from like the time I was six. So it's, yeah. I don't know. I can't get it. I can't get out of it. So, um, other stuff I've been listening to, um, that new drug dealer single is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that Ethel Kane records really good. Um, uh, this artist, Cindy Lee, who's a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, it's like sort of like spooky ambient stuff is really really good i would highly recommend that um sorry i'm trying to look at my i have like a a 2022 favorites list yeah i I keep one of those as well yeah 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 these streamings kind of broke my brain so there's almost too much yeah i can't really keep track of it so i need something to do Um, especially now in the world where like it's kind of like singles are more are more of the releases than albums you know 
I mean, yeah. I mean, people don't really listen to albums. It's like the amount of burn we'll get off a single track is like as much as an album. It like doesn't even like. Yeah. I don't know. As far as like just the pure logistics of it, it's just not how people consume it. Um, have you heard DJ Sabrina, the teenage DJ? <laughs> no, I have not. I would highly recommend that. Okay. Yeah, that they're one of my favorite artists right now. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like Clueless Wave. It's, it's, I don't even know how to imagine what that sounds like. <laughs> it's pretty wild music. I've never really heard anything like it. Uh, okay. And they, I don't know, who, like they've never revealed themselves online. So, sure. uh, yeah, I would check that out. It's really, it's, it's like Uber. I guess like what I want hyper pop to be like, right. that's what it is. It's like really, they take like these sorts of really cheesy, like pop songs and make, they like make me want to like cry. So <laughs> it's lovely. I, I, I would highly recommend it. I will definitely have to check that out after this. Yeah. They have an illustrated version of their, of their album charmed, which mm-hmm. is like, has like a weird painting of like Alicia Silverstone on the cover. <laughs> it's, it's pretty There's wild. so much like 90s core nostalgia going on right now yeah this is i think a cool flip on it i don't i don't yeah. find it to be like I feel, I feel like it's a cool way to pull from it it's not just, sure. just like aping it it's it's just like a weird recontextualization of it like maybe in the way chill wave was of the 80s where you're like kind of mm-hmm. taking things that you sort of remembered and like flipping them into something new yeah. so yeah not just cool. regurgitating it yeah 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 i mean we're always gonna pull that pull from older sounds and older Mm -hmm. material just the history of popular music so it's cool when somebody can find a new angle on something for sure um what's your your hat is that a milwaukee braves hat this uh, good good poll i mean you worked for major league baseball so yeah i know you wouldn't miss that yeah it's uh milwaukee braves i thought it was mississippi state when i when i first pulled very similar but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Eddie Matthews wave uh, mm-hmm. gear. And very conflicting with my, my bull shirt. Got it. Are you from Milwaukee or Chicago? I'm or- from Chicago. Okay, got it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm living here now. I, I was in uh, Brooklyn for like three and a half years. Nice. I've heard of that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. um, so you guys just got off tour, is that right? Yeah, we just did a tour of uh, the Midwest of like places we didn't really hit last summer when we did like a full U.S. tour. So it was cool. like the big, big Ten conference tour plus uh, the CFL. So nice, nice. How was yeah. uh, how is it being back on the road after what the past oh, few I, years were? I love it. I'm a psycho. You know, like, yeah. I, I always hear people complain about like it's so hard to be on the road. It's like I don't know. This is a it's it's a great joy to me. I, I sure. Uh, I get tired, but I don't know. It's like just to be like in Pittsburgh and some kids like telling you that this is, you know, you're making their year. It's like, I don't yeah. know. I'll never get tired of that. And I don't, I always really look forward to it. And so really great joy to get to play music for people. Yeah. I feel like especially like people are feeling that extra layer of gratitude after have not being able to go to shows for a year, year, two yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we feel the love every night and it's, it feels really great to be out there. Like, we were we we actually went on tour in like August last year. We were one of the first mm-hmm. bands back. Like I don't think we realized it at the time we booked it, but like it was right at that moment before like the Delta thing happened, and right. it was a pretty idyllic little little time. But, like every venue we went to, we they were like, "This is our first show back. We don't even like have 
a bartender or we don't like have God. yeah it was fun though it's like you're yeah. it's felt kind of punk in, in a way that that i like <laughs> yeah cool man yeah um there was actually so that i mean obviously having you on because you're a basketball fan but there's there's something that i read that you're very analytical when you write your music oh yeah um you kind of like have spreadsheets and stuff right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, I don't know. so the the reason i bring that up is that it almost makes too much sense, especially with you on for the NBA draft. Do you look at analytics and like basketball and stuff too? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I love all that stuff. You know, yeah. I feel like I worked at baseball, like kind of at the peak of the Moneyball era, mm-hmm. and like, unfortunately, I feel like Moneyball kind of sucked a lot of the life out of baseball. Like, I, I do think it like you realize that baseball is maybe a little more fun when everybody's like smoking cigarettes and like, uh, <laughs> they're all fat and like, like, right. you know, when it was more of like a, every dude sport, I don't know. Like, I think basketball, the analytics are really interesting, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's, it, no, you, it's funny because there's a lot of, uh, cause basketball is a newer sport and I feel yeah. like there is a lot of, like we're catching that that wave right now with the advanced analytics in basketball and now you also got guys who are like comparing previous generations that they didn't have the skill level like the, i don't know if you heard jj reddick talking about you know bob Cousy and yeah yeah like, I, did. I saw Cousy Cousy uh, like threw it back at him oh yeah yeah but the, it's the same conversations people would have about babe ruth you know throwing against yeah. you know a bunch yeah. of railroad workers yeah, there's, a, there's a longer uh a longer trail of things to follow now but it's, but it's definitely interesting to see that stuff pop up in the NBA. Yeah, I think with baseball, you know, the analytics, unfortunately, like it's a one in, in the end, baseball is a one V one game, you know, mm-hmm. pitcher verse, like even fielding. It's, it's not really a team sport other than like a relay throw. Like you can't really like you can really kind of quantify what these matchups. Yeah, mean, yeah. What these like basketball is always going to have a mystery to it because you put five people together. They're going to just behave like you know, you can figure out what they're going to do, but they're always mm-hmm. going to have a different feel. They're always going to have to interact together in a way that I feel like you're never going to be able to totally quantify it. Um, Definitely. We've gotten better at like understanding what a winning player is and like who, and you know, you'll, you would have a feeling of like, Oh, this guy really like, he really impacts the team. And it feels like my team's always winning when this guy's in, but now you're like, Oh, it's this number. And, and he does this and this and this and adds up to like, you know, the PER rating or, or something that, I know at least can give you like a little context. None of that stuff is perfect, but it's it seems like it's a pretty good tool to to figure out who's really impacting the game beyond yeah. beyond just points, you know. It always it always like helps to supplement. I feel the same way about baseball, but like yeah. I feel I feel like we saw it a lot recently too with the MDV, MVP debates with like I feel like the analytics people went lent towards Jokic yeah, and then the eye test is yeah. uh Embiid I'm just I kind of just want everyone to win MVP and I thought yeah. it was really close so I would have voted for Embiid because I thought it was really close and yeah I don't I just enjoy Embiid he's a really fun yeah totally <laughs> seems- like when it when it came down to it any of those three like Giannis like yeah, yeah. they all deserved it yeah Giannis used to follow Small Black on Twitter back in the day <laughs> sweet he unfollowed <laughs> us I, I'm still very bitter about it damn. So. Yeah, I followed him after the legendary smoothie tweet his rookie year. <laughs> I think that when he was tweeting at Rihanna all the time. 
Yeah, the smoothie tweet's probably my favorite. Like, I Twitter kind of drives me insane, but that tweet is like the peak of what <laughs> this can do for the world. So, that's <laughs> oh, so good. Um, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's funny how the boomers are always like so anti-analytics when it's like anybody with a brain is like this is clearly helpful and if you don't pay attention to this like you're just not you know you're not you're not you're not seeing all the angles and you're not giving your chance yourself a chance to really get a better perspective on things you know yeah. I think it's just silly at the same time i think people that are like just looking at spreadsheets all the time are not seeing what's happening on absolutely the so it's it's just it's just another tool so do you um do you always love like looking up like prospects and stuff like that and like upcoming oh, draft, yeah. draft yeah 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 I'm up on Victor Wembanyama you know like, oh I'm, man first first Wembanyama <laughs> mention of the night <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm like two years ahead usually but during the during the the lockdown I found this really um this really crazy NBA simulator mm-hmm. <laughs> on. on on the web and it, like they had draft classes going like six years out so is it like I, out of the park baseball for basketball i don't know what that is but yeah <laughs> okay yeah you can like i simulated i mean i didn't have anything to do so i was like simulating to the year 2070 or something i had like john right. ja, ja morant the fourth on my team <laughs> it, it randomly generates players based on you can actually up the percentage of people's sons that will be in the game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very ridiculous. So. There's a degree of that in 2K, too, where if you do franchise, you can load I, draft classes. I really don't let myself play video games. That, like the lockdown, I, <laughs> I'm just, I, I love this kind of stuff and I just totally indulge. But like, I feel like I'm up on a lot of these new prospects because they were in, in the stupid simulation. Like, right. People are making the draft class for like this is the number one fifth grader in yeah, the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are nuts. Like they really. What's funny too is I remember it's it's weird being here now. Is I remember like a mixtape for Zaire Wade when he was yeah, in yeah, like yeah. fifth yeah, yeah. grade. Yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely in the simulation for sure. Now he's so a, weird. He now seems, he's actually in the system. Yeah, it seems like he's a pure G leaguer for life. Oh, yeah. So. Uh-huh. yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. I, I do love the prospect stuff. Like that's kind of my favorite. I, as a kid, I was really a college basketball obsessive, like mm-hmm. the, the old Big East. Um, that was the tournament's probably my favorite, still my favorite sporting event ever. Like I, I went this year in San Diego, it was super fun. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just kind of the most passion and the most stakes, and I just love the kids. It's so fun to watch them, and and I. I'll never get tired of it. Definitely. Yeah. I usually, I don't watch a lot of regular season college basketball. It's like, I don't think anybody really has time. No, but it's, but you know, I, I watch March Madness because that's like my preview for who's going to be in the draft. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I usually pop in in February and like catch some games and try to watch, watch some of those early season tournament games. But yeah, it's, it's really hard to stay up on it. Right. Half the Um, the teams aren't even really good until like 20 games in because they're all like 18 and they've never played together before. So, sure. And then you also get like, you know, the the perennials of uh, Duke and North Carolina and Villanova, all those teams. Sure. Um, Did you say you're a Grizzlies fan? I am. Yeah. Are you you originally from the area or are you from Brooklyn? I'm from New York. I'm from Long Island. Okay. Uh, I grew up rooting for the Knicks, and then I had a girlfriend from Memphis, and I just decided to 
spare myself the pain going forward. So I understand uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I'm not going to root for the Knicks until they get rid of Dolan, like until he sells the team. I just think they're doomed with him. He's just watching your team do the same terrible thing over and over again. I couldn't really hack it. And I don't know. I, I was in love with like the Tony Allen, Zebo, yeah. Grizzlies, and it's kind of like now really arc nicely into this this new era so yeah definitely um yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about the playoffs how'd you how'd you feel about this run um i don't want to be cocky but i think we could have won the whole thing i i thought so i thought so against the warriors i think we could have beat them with jaw for sure um yeah i I mean it's a shame you got hurt yeah i think this year more than ever we saw that like being eight eight to ten deep is like more valuable than ever like these like like did you see that Derek white stat today that he was minus 97 in the, <laughs> in the series after game one like yeah just like if you have a weak link these like a team like the warriors is just gonna pick it apart so i just feel like the grizzlies team is like definitely like 10 deep like the bench is so good and mm-hmm. you know i don't know it was it was disappointing but also like incredible the whole season for them to be the number two seed for jaw to take a step forward to see jaron jackson like really you know when he's when he's not in foul trouble i mean he's a real problem i mean his ability on the defensive end and then when he's he's a really good three-point shooter i mean i think he's close to 40 for his career yeah I, it's it looks i, it looks I reap the benefits of him on my fantasy team yeah i mean he's really if he can just figure out how to get that foul rate to keep going down and i think part of it is just he just has bad body language when he commits mm-hmm. fouls, and I think the ref, it drives the refs crazy. It drives me crazy. It's like, dude, you just need to just chill, and you'll get less calls. He's just also so long. I just think he, yeah, it just it just visually easy for them to see it. So, um, I mean, there's there's similar like play style, like how Evan Mobley plays. Yeah, Mobley just seems like he's a little bit he's a little bit more savvy as yeah. far as on the with the fouling. But I mean, yeah. Whenever he's in the game, I mean, he he's really such a such a problem on, on defense, and I don't. Know, I think sky's the limit. Like, uh, yeah, I think he he's she should be an all star next year. I, I think, think Ja and Jaren are a solid core. Yeah, and I mean, I think Bain too. I mean, the guys. He, he surprised people. I mean, he's gonna get twenty five million a year probably. Like he's he's shooting. Forty-three percent from three for his career. I think he's the number two in the league since he's he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love that guy too. He, he's, he's. I feel great. like a lot of people didn't even really know he had he had arrived, so to speak, until he they saw him in the three-point contest, and they're like, "Oh shit, he is actually that good." Yeah, he, I mean, I've seen him in warm-ups. He just drains all of them. Mm-hmm. He's just out of control. I love that guy. He's all jacked. Just he, he he's sick. <laughs> I uh, I, is it just me or like did it seem like the playoffs this year were more physical than than recent memory? Um, well, I mean, definitely, it seemed like every single team had a major injury at some point. Yeah. I think the Warriors lucked out that Steph had it in the regular season and not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, Draymond's doing his crap, and, and <laughs> you know. He should be thrown out of every game, I think. Okay, so you're not on Camp Draymond. Got it, got it. <laughs> no, can you imagine having to play that guy? No. Like, he's terrible. There was, there was that clip of uh, 
of him like get, kind of getting knocked down and he sprinted end to end just to straight up tackle. I forget who it was. Yeah, I think he, it was Gary Payton. He, he literally, Not Gary he, Payton, he literally uh, could be thrown out of every game. Like I, the way he acts, like Kyle Anderson got thrown out of a game just because he, he got mad at the ref once. It's like, it's 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 not a fair scale, and I really, I mean, I'm not going to say anything else. I very much <laughs> like this player. Like, I, don't, I, I, I don't think I he's agree. very good either. Like when he was in against the Grizzlies, I was like, please just leave him out there, let him shoot as much as he wants. It's great. I, I he was pretty bad for most of the finals too. He had six points a game. Yeah, he's 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 his time's over. So. Sorry. I, th- I think he's. I, oh, it's all I, good. I love the NBA, NBA, and I like. 95 percent of the players but like i just can't take him he's just he's intolerable to me I, I, there's always those players who i feel like you probably most of the league hates until they're on your team like i feel like most course. people dislike jo- joking noah and yeah we and we loved noah in memphis he was like the most popular player for like the two months he was there people went cr- oh yeah crazy for him yeah no he i mean i get it a dude like patrick beverly is the same thing if he's on your team like just doing that stuff you know you're like wow this is fun but i just think the draymond stuff is just pathetic like when he's throwing tatum on the ground on like a made free throw it's like just eject like nobody Mm -hmm. else would get away with that for a second like it's it's a sliding scale for him and i think it's it's annoying it's really interesting too like the fact that he's you know playing a game and like immediately like i'm gonna record a podcast i can't imagine listening to that <laughs> it sounds like I have not listened to it yet. I'd much rather listen to JJ Reddick's Old Man in the Three. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I, I couldn't take it. So Yeah. Understand understand. <laughs> so I'll 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 take it that you were rooting for Boston in the series. Yeah. I, I lived in Boston for a year after college, so mm-hmm. I kinda have like a latent I just have so many Celtics fan friends, so I just want them to be happy. But I do yeah. enjoy, I do enjoy the work of of uh, Mr. Tatum and uh, and Jalen. They're they're I, pretty great. I kept like I can't stop. I know it's it's get really getting like overplayed, but like the Kobe Bryant cosplay sort of stuff where yeah he's got the profile picture. He's he had the armband. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's just a kid, you know. Yeah, it's worse things to do. Yeah, true, very true. But I I, and, I, I enjoy the team. They play hard and. I don't know. I think smart yeah. smart is like smart's insane. Yeah, he's infuriating, but, but like he's also does so many cool things that are are great. I, I wanted him when they were thinking about getting rid of him. I was really hoping we would get our our new Tony Allen on the Grizzlies. Yeah. <laughs> I really happen. like Jalen too. Like he's he's like quietly good. He's excellent. I mean, yeah, he's he's. Sh- I don't know why he's not in like all NBA discussions. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. is. Really elite wing, and I don't know. I I, I think they're going to be strong again next year. Ime yeah. seems like an amazing coach. Like the players really respect him, and he. Definitely. It's cool that they started off so badly, and he was able to adapt and change his system and make it work. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's the sign of a somebody who really knows what they're doing is that you can adapt to the pieces that you have. Definitely, and I, as a Bulls fan, like watching the the finals made me realize like. We really were not equipped to compete at all. <laughs> no, no. I, even even it, healthy. Yeah, it was an awesome start to the season, but I don't know. It's it's. I worry that the Bulls are on the same sort of Knicks, like throw money at it instead mm-hmm. of like taking a second 
I mean, they've been trying to fix it for a long time. And yeah. they, who was the coach before Donovan? He he was oh, terrible. Right? Boylan. Boylan was yeah, awful. Yeah, 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 he seemed really bad. He was um, terrible. I don't know. They've just keep like not getting other than Derrick Rose. I feel like they keep missing that like elite pick that's gonna mm-hmm. give them something to build around. Like Well, they had Jimmy and they screwed it up. Yeah. I forget how that went down. But yeah, I love Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's he's I can understand if people dislike him, but uh, personally like I love him. Like he's he's just think, so he's so feisty in a good way. I don't think you know, I feel like if everybody's like, oh, it's a bad look. He wants to get out of Minnesota. And then you're like, oh, no, Towns is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this guy play. Like, he's got the worst body language in the league. He's His energy is terrible. And then he goes to to Philly, and it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to play with this guy, Ben Simmons. And you're like, oh, yeah, he quit basketball for a year. Yeah. Like, like, you're like, oh, Jimmy was right. He just wants to play with dudes that it's are just- going he just unfortunately was on a, a a bad train of teams and yeah finally got yeah. one that worked out yeah he's not scared man i really thought that three was going in against boston i, I was shocked when it rimmed out like yeah he just, yeah. He just got it he, he's he's the man I'm a, I'm a big fan definitely i'll always root for jimmy yeah um so draft is this week oh yeah and have you been uh i was trying been doing to your- I, I, I've been working on a mock draft. So I was trying to come up with something for this. Uh, I, I I was debating whether it should be from the perspective of who I would take or who I think the teams will take. I went with some hot takes for, for my mock draft. But yeah, 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 yeah. Should we go back and forth on a, on a top five? Yeah, we could do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, draft coming up this week. I mean, I personally, with the overall draft class, like, I feel like it, it is overall kind of weak compared to. I mean, everyone's hyped about next year already. Well, last year is also like insane. True. I mean, it looks like twenty legit contributors like in year one. I mean, that's like absurd. Like when you look yeah. back at some draft classes, you'll just be like, from ten years ago, you're like, I don't recognize like twelve people in the first round. I don't even remember, remember them. As, like, it's it's a lot of guys that look like like legit players already. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this draft at the top is like somebody was making the point that it's all like number two options and there's not like a, you know, yeah. and I, I, I'm sure that won't be the case in the end. Mm-hmm. I just think when you've got a bunch of big guys in the modern NBA now because all these players are like 6'10", like, I don't know. We're not really seeing teams with that sort of guy really. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like looking back like 10 years ago, you know, you had – your top five picks were point guards. Like, you know, you had your Derek Roses and yeah, Russell yeah, Westbrook. And yeah. Like, well, now, I mean, there's a plethora of point guards and a plethora of big men. Wings are, you know, where there's real yeah. scarcity to find a six, seven guy that can guard, you know, one through four or two through five, you know, and shoot it. You know, those guys are going to play. Yeah. Every- but now also the, the commodity is, as they've seen it work out with c- certain players, like, a big who's agile who can move and who can shoot because if you're a big who can shoot then you're covering off on you don't have to like give up size to shoot 
Yeah, it's just really hard to find those guys. Yeah. I mean, I look at this draft and like like Jalen Duran, like, you know, 10 years ago, he would have been a top five pick, no doubt. I mean, the dude is a, is a monster. He's even a year ago. He was really high in mock drafts. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I mean, he wasn't asked to do that much away from the basket at Memphis. But like, if you watch that guy, I mean, he's he's the biggest freak athlete that for a big in the draft. I mean, he's just a, he's he's like Dwight Howard level, like just. Yeah, yeah that dude but you know i feel like overall the one thing i noticed with with this class is there's a lot of Jadens and jalen's yeah, that's the yeah, big name yeah, there's two jalen williams with it's <laughs> all differently <laughs> um uh, yeah that's been a that's been a thing for like five years now there's just many the couple every year so mm-hmm. i feel like we're getting some some every year too. the draft you get some good names in there Oh yeah, like, you know we get some Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, I like Ty Ty for yeah. sure. I've watched watched a couple of his games. I um, all right. So you want to go through? Uh, we'll, we'll do top five because I feel like I'm out, yeah, out yeah. of my realm outside yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the first pick is going to be Orlando. Yeah, and and uh, I'll let you say who you think if, if it's going to be an upset or not. Uh, I would take Jabari Smith. I, yeah. I think I just think the tools are elite. I think you can't go wrong picking shooting. You can't, like it's we've seen it over mm-hmm. and over again. Like if you can put it in the bucket in college, you're probably going to do it in the pros. Yeah. Um, I've heard from all accounts that he's a very competitive kid, and you know I, I know people make the excuse about the Auburn guards with him, but like I watched them, they're terrible, and they thought you know. <laughs> They were not. They were not recognizing they have this seriously elite shooter right next to them. You know, like but that's they like we were talking up. about too. Like uh, bigs who can spread the floor. Like it's so valuable. Yeah. yeah, I can't see him busting, and he's also one of the youngest players in the draft. I think he's like a pure, like he's like a year and a half younger than Chet, um, and he's. By all accounts, I feel like defense, you know, I don't know. I don't watch enough to really be like, oh, he's great. And everyone says that he's already very good on defense, especially against smaller players. It's like, I mean, that just seems like a very good basis to build on. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, I see a good, I mentioned him already. I see a good amount of Evan Mobley and Jabari Smith. Yeah. I mean, and then you, if you look at the shooting and the size and you're like, well, you know, Kevin Durant is, you know, I don't, I mean, and he's not Durant. I mean, nobody no. is. There's if very, if you can few, move like him, I don't know, but yeah, there's very few people that are that tall that are going to, you know, are elite shooters, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, it's like, I feel like the Richard Lewis comp is looked at as negative, but like, yeah. you know, he's a better version of that player. That player is definitely probably an all NBA player. I mean, any, yeah. any can win with that. So. I feel like if Richard is the negative, people also look at Bosch as the positive. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and I maybe feel like, a better shooter than Bosch, a three point shooter think, at least. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, some combination of those, especially in a more modern game, like it sounds pretty damn good to me. Yeah. I I I'm with you too. I, I there's no I feel like there's no way Jabari doesn't go one unless the Magic yeah. are just throwing. You never know with that Orlando, you know. <laughs> Orlando and, Sa- Orlando and Sacto in the top yeah, four. And I don't know I what's going to happen. Once, like, we'll get there at number four, but I feel like they're just outside of getting someone that matters. 
I, I I like four. I like three players in this draft and one that's not in the consensus top three. So. Sure. So okay, I we had we had agreement to number one Oklahoma yeah, yeah, yeah. City at number two. Where are you where are you going? This this could we could see some movement here. I, I would think. take I would take Paolo Boncaro. I think he's the second best player in the draft. Um, I agree with you. He's got superstar kind of like written all over him for a big. You don't see six ten guys that can you know really take it to the basket. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like he was very impressive on the in that Duke run. He's a competent shooter. Um, He's a pretty legitimate ball handler for that yeah. size. I think there's issues on the defensive end, but like I don't know, he just seems very hard to stop, and he already is an NBA level athlete. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think he slots pretty nicely in there with Shea and Giddy and my guy Dort. You know, it seems like a fun team, but that that would be a good fit for sure. Yeah, I know that everybody wants Chet there, but I don't know. They already have. They already got Poku, so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, comparing Chet to Poku, I love it. You've already mentioned to me before that you're not you're not super high on Chet. No, maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> I mean, the, it's he's an anomaly. Um, I've, I'll say I do have Chet going to OKC, but I feel like we, we could talk a little about him because yeah, no, I feel no. like let's hear it. Let's hear. We've, the I don't know if we've ever had. A, a player like him with such a big gap between his floor and his ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Like when you hear people describe the best case scenario for him, like, Oh yeah, well I want that. You know, I want to switch, right. switch real big that drills threes and leads the league in chop box. But I don't know. Is he going to get those against, you know, a Jalen Duran level athlete every right. day? Like I saw, I saw them against Memphis in the tournament. And he, you know, he was, he was getting worked, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. If he had a better showing in March Madness, I feel like I'd feel more comfortable with him. I mean, Memphis was like one of the top, probably the most talented team in the country, maybe. And, you know, I thought that was yeah. the real test for me. It's like, yeah, you can wax Loyola Marymount and, you know, the Dons of San Francisco, but, it, you know, it's, it's a different deal when you're up against NBA level kids. Yeah. I, I think the, the pros of Chet are he is seven foot and he can move and he has handles and his shooting could be a little improved but he can shoot 39 is pretty good you know yeah i'm trying to talk myself into it like the eye test is like this guy's too skinny i have i've never seen a guy this skinny be good these dudes in the nba are monsters I, i was in toronto last week and i saw dwight powell on the street and I was just like, this guy is an absolute beast. Like, yeah. just yeah. huge, huge, huge. Like, how, what's he going to do against that dude? Like, But also, look at Giannis when he was a rookie. Look at K- KD. They were scrawny. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's it's it's he's got to have the drive to like bulk up well, and, is, and get there that quick. Is the, one, the one thing that you hear with him is like, he's cocky and he the way his talk I like like yeah. I, I, he's gonna try he's not he, he's and he's clearly like a basketball junkie which makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm probably wrong and I should <laughs> reevaluate but <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean there was there was that clip of him being like Who, who's the best player in the NBA he's like me in two yeah, months yeah yeah that's pretty <laughs> funny you know but saying that I mean every single guy is going to be trying to dunk on him oh yeah I mean he is scrawny like if you're going with eye test yes he can move but like god I feel like you could break him in half yeah like he could he could be either he could be like 
Dirk or like, you know, a Giannis type. I mean, Porzingis is what I see, but he could also be like Thon Maker. And that, I mean, yeah, I think his bust potential is the highest. I can't see Paulo or Jabari busting. I don't really don't see it. They're just too, yeah. they can do too many things too well already. And, and they're, they're just big dudes. Paulo, I think what I, I do think he will be good. The only reason I can see him busting is like, there's a little bit that kind of gives me like a Jaleel Okafor feel. No, Okafor, no. Okafor couldn't move. I mean, Paulo. Yeah, he definitely couldn't move. Paulo moves like a guard. You know, like he really moves well on the court. That was the thing I was most impressed with in the tournament. Like, especially mm-hmm. on that Duke team, which has like you know four first round players. You know, he was clearly the alpha, and. I don't know. He just like against Texas Tech, like he just got buckets when they needed him to get him. And like, yeah, I love that. All right. So that's so I got Chet going second to Oklahoma City. You got Paolo. What about your third? I got Jaden Ivey going to the Rockets. Oh, you got Chet falling. Yeah. Yeah. Jaden Ivey is the other one who I feel like that four, like it's pretty much locked up. It's going to be that some. Some degree yeah. of those four. I don't know. I saw the athletic mock had had Jabbar. I mean, uh, had Jaden Ivey falling to nine, which I thought was pretty <sighs> wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's probably the most athletic kid in the draft. Um, he's the top guard for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think he 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 moves like a star in the NBA, and that's I don't really see other players in the class that do. Um, I think. My one issue with him watching him is that his decision making is, eh. I would say, yeah. Like he he like he tries to do too much. I, I do think playing at Purdue with those two like monster center guys is like maybe a weird fit for him. But mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, he's got the most upside. Like his shooting numbers went way up, and I just feel like his athleticism is going to translate to the NBA floor like immediately so i don't know if the fit's great in houston you know yeah him and jalen green i I don't know that could get messy and i I would send kevin porter jr out of there as fast (laughs) as i can you know do you like jalen green that is (laughs) yeah yeah, i do i i do i think he's really really talented you know i think that team seemed a little bit like i hope they get a a better framework of a team going this year Mm -hmm. it seemed like it was a lot of just trading buckets yeah it's there but like i watched they beat the grizzlies in a game i watched and he was really on you're like oh yeah this kid mm-hmm. got a lot in his tool bag and he he's super skilled and he's huge and he's a kid he's 19 so i, yeah. I feel like i feel like he's only gonna get better i, yeah, I don't definitely. know though yeah it could be it could be too much there like i kind of feel like indiana is gonna trade up and get Jaden ivy somehow probably to four like okay. it makes sense he's a perfect fit for them the kings are just kind of exposing that they want to get vets and it's like yeah well i don't know i've seen like brogdon to the knicks for 10 and then i could see i mean if you're the kings if you don't like if you don't think ivy is a fit i mean six and ten for four seems like a pretty a pretty I mean, awesome swap i would do it for if it I've, s- I've seen the bulls do worse i remember oh, yeah. they, when they traded uh it what turned out to be Gary Harris and Nurkic for Doug oh, yeah. McDermott. Oh yeah, yeah, but buckets. Dougie McBuckets. The Awful. Bulls have. I mean, the Bulls have been making some rough moves for a while. I mean, hopefully now that they uh, got rid of you know 
Paxson and Foreman that they, yeah, with yeah. AK and the in the GM feel like they can make yeah. some good moves. Well, I mean, Levine and DeRozan is a nice little core. Who knows if Levine will even stay? Yeah, I know. There's rumors of him to the Lakers also. I mean, he. Right. I think he would love to play for the Lakers. Yeah. So who do you have at three, Paolo? No, I also have Jaden Ivey. Nice, nice, so nice. So my, my nice. person falling is Paolo. Nice. And so, I yeah, I agree with you on Ivy. I think I think some people are thirsty for a guard because there's not, especially a point guard, there's not a lot of top point guards in this draft. Um, I, I, I agree with you to an extent. I don't know how he fits well in Houston. Yeah, it's but. To me, I mean, my thought is in the top five, you just take the best dude and don't think yeah. about it. I, mean, just don't, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think drafting for need, unless it's really, really close, is is a good way of doing business. So, Yeah, or unless you're Minnesota back in the day and you draft Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio and Wayne Ellington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was pretty rough. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, so... Houston, I think it seems like we're both in line. And then at four, Sacramento. I, I think I just like part of me wants Sacramento to like catch a break I hear that. <laughs> and get Paolo. I don't yeah. know what will happen. Yeah. I I got Chet falling out of the top five. I got Ooh. I got Sacramento taking uh my guy Ben Matherin. Okay. I think Damn. I think he's a switchable wing. He's a great shooter. He's super competitive. He's like an incredible dunker. I mean, he's got the athleticism. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like taking bigs in general. Like I wouldn't take one till you know later in the lottery. I just don't. I don't how many have how many have just been not just a bust, but like just gotten hurt? Yeah, especially like, a skinny one. Like I. I I just don't value the position and I don't think it's a winning one and I just need to have a hot take. So I'm going yeah. to, I feel like most people would agree with you. I I think a lot of people would also say that Chet could be the exception to the rule. Yeah. That I mean, he that's he what, could be beyond a big, that's what you're betting on with him. Yeah. So. Damn. Okay. So f- Sacramento, you have Benedict Mathurin, uh, these I had. Are, these are my picks. I don't think this is what's going to happen. No, yeah, no. We're just we're just having, we're having fun here. <laughs> we're we're not analysts here. I mean, you're definitely more of an analyst than I am. But, <laughs> um, I had Paolo going for in hopefully reviving that franchise a little bit because it's been a sad. Yeah, we need long. Some, we need some juice out of Sleep Train Arena for sure. You know they. <laughs> You know the Kings have never made the playoffs without Rick Adelman as the coach in the history of their oh, team. Geez. Oh no, they've never had a winning record. I think they might have made it with a losing record once. But yeah, no, yeah. none. It's been it's a brutal. long time since they've competed. Even like like C Web era, like it's that's like over twenty years ago. It's it's a really long time ago. I think they made uh, it once with like a, like forty and forty two. Like yeah. Like well, there just, was there was the the team with you know Bibby and Christie and no, they, I mean, they got, after that maybe they've made it once, but that oh yeah, and it was like as an AC and they got washed. So yeah, that might have been when they had like Jason Thompson on their team or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Riders, Riders own. <laughs> um, okay, so the the fifth pick with 
Detroit. Could be really anything. You said yeah. Chet fell out for you. Yeah, that's just my hot take. So my <laughs> hot take is that I think Chet's gonna be a bust. So I'm not gonna pick him. That's fair. Um, who's your fi- who's your fifth pick for the Detroit? I don't know. It's like I I think I take Sohan. Okay. Wait, I don't even see him on the mock draft. He's the he's the he's a 6'9". Oh, Jeremy Sohan. Forward from Baylor. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think he can just do everything. I think he can guard one through five. Um, his shooting numbers are bad, but like I just like his juice. He was really impressive to me in the tournament, and he has pink hair. So <laughs> that could be like a, a Patrick Williams move, where people are like, "He's going this high." Like what? Yeah, I think he's gonna go in the top ten for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like the sharp kid is is intriguing to me also, but I don't. I mean, I feel like Detroit would probably take him just because, you know, you're gonna be bad again. Swing for the fences, take the kid who's you know the number one player in the class and an elite yeah. shooter. But I don't know. I just don't know enough about him, so I'm just going with my hot take. Right. I I don't. Like Detroit has has been in rough shape for a little bit too, and Cade Cade yeah. is nice. Like I, I I like Cade. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, who knows? They could trade down also. Like pick up and like they could use two guys. You know, I, I feel like five is it's once you get past this sort of top three four, I feel like it's very yeah. similar value. But I, I think at five they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna pass on. Benedict, nice. and they're gonna go with just go with the Duke royalty and AJ Griffin. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, they I need mean, a I wing like, badly. Yeah, I mean, I like his his numbers are really good, but like the injury history is concerning mm-hmm. with him. You know, two season-ending injuries in high school, and was injured for a lot of this year. It's you know he's had his knee reconstructed, I think, twice as a nineteen-year-old. I don't know. Yeah. That just scares me for that high. But like anybody that's six nine and shoots forty five percent from three, you know, I, I I mean it's the same. I can't fault you for picking them. Yeah, same deal with like Michael Porter Jr. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. He yeah. had lots of injury history, and like oh, yeah. when he's good, he's good. Yeah, yeah. At that point in the draft, though, he was clearly the pick at fourteen when he yeah. went to the Nuggets. I remember that. I he, he he fell. He fell pretty far. Yeah, like the Clippers took Jerome Robinson one pick out of him. I mean, <laughs> brutal. Oh man! So, all right. So who are we have to for your team? The Bulls. What what pick do they have? <sighs> Bulls are pretty far down because they you know they you made, made the playoffs yeah. barely. They got 18th pick. I mean, maybe we can sneak in Ty Ty Washington there. You need a backup guard, backup point. No, we do not. We need a big or a, or a shooter. Yeah, yeah, uh, hmm. well, there's lots of bigs. I don't think Duran will be there. Um, no, Sohan, I don't think will be there. No, he's, I mean, I think you're gonna see the wings all just at the, ascend up the board. Like, yeah, I don't know. The, the Ohio State kid is pretty interesting, you know, Branham. I, I could see him being a really nice fit. NBADraft.net uh, has Bulls taking Tarl Eason from okay. LSU. Yeah, that kid is a Cincinnati transfer uh, who I think was SEC player of the year or in, or first team and mm-hmm. just put up insane numbers. Or like, one of the Jalen Williams is also there. 
Yeah, that's who I'm after for the Grizzlies from Santa yeah. Clara. I like his uh-huh. game. Um, he just seems like a guy that's going to be on the floor immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, he tore up Chet one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a hater. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. I'm excited for the draft, though. I think it's going to be good. Right. I love that there's a, there's a player named Nikola Jovic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The nuggets, the nuggets uh, have to get him just to just oh, yeah. make it super. Cool. It's a, he's around that area too. Yeah, it's well. I don't. I mean, there's how many Bogdan Bogdanoviches are there? Like three. There's, there's a Boyan and a Bogdan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't get them mixed up. And yeah. then there's also uh, Hernan Gomez. Uh, who's, oh yeah. Who is actually? Just, I don't know if you've watched the movie. I haven't watched I haven't, it yet. I've been waiting. I've have it queued up. I'm pretty jacked. Yeah, for, for sure. real. Yeah, that's. That, I'm excited to watch I that. I want to see my guy Maxie's, you know, Oscar get his Oscar. <laughs> yeah. It's I, it's totally for the basketball nerds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you watch those Adam Sandler like pickup highlights, you're like, this is pretty sick. This guy's good. Yeah. He's like you, legit, uh, like a solid little guard. It's fun to watch him. Oh yeah, I've yeah. There's been a lot of good. Uh, I forget what that Instagram account is. It's like Black Ops, Black Ops basketball. Oh no. You know? Uh, I've, he's played there a few times and like he's, he's played with like NBA dudes before. Yeah, no, no, he's like solid. He, he's, yeah. he's, he's not going to get laughed out of the gym. So oh, yeah. Even yeah. if his fits are like, <laughs> like oh. he's going to the Y and like these baggy yeah, no, uh, it's very Adidas shorts. 2004 wave, like yeah. super baggy vibes. It's kind of sick. Right. <laughs> um, so one of my favorite parts of draft day is hopefully you get some trades oh yeah do you you think do you see any movement do you think there's gonna be a movement yeah i mean sacramento is rumored to trade the pick portland is rumored to trade the pick um i think the pacers are looking to move up to get jayton ivy the knicks are trying to you know turn their pick into some mediocre veteran like usual yeah Uh, yeah, i'm i mean as a Grizzlies fan, our our guy seems to make a move every year. So I, I'm I'm hoping they'll try to use the two picks to get up and Yeah. I I don't know what they're gonna be after. You know, I think it depends what their plan is for re signing Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson, because if they don't sign Tyus, we definitely need a backup point. So I feel yeah. like they might be after that and they might be after a big to eventually get rid of Adams after this year. I mean you could go Two different directions. I feel like Memphis could either spend the money or or make moves to get a, a solid vet. Nah, or we don't want we we want we, this is a homegrown team. You know, that's what I'm saying. Or you're still young enough that you can you can trade up and get someone young and just keep it uh, going for I, even longer. I think the Grizzlies have identified uh, like with the Bane pick, you know, that a rookie contributor, like a even like a guy as a junior or senior that can come in and play on a rookie mm-hmm. deal is just insanely valuable. Like rather than paying a, a role guy ten million for that yeah. same role, like we're getting Bane for like two million, and that just that's the analytics right there. Oh, it is. They're really smart. They they like I think that used to be kind of frowned on to like yeah. take an older player over like you know some eighteen year old kid that's got crazy upside. But like when you really think about it, like if you can get that that value for nothing it's like mm-hmm. an insane advantage and in, in, in you know an increasingly i think depth oriented league you know I, I so it's interesting to see if like maybe this is the kind of this year for like the end of the super teams in a way like even yeah. the warriors like it's really just Steph, you know 
Mm-hmm. Like I the mean, other- how, also, how much how much longer do they have as that core? I mean, but they have the guys in the wings, you know? I mean, Kaminga looks incredible. Yeah. Kaminga, oh. Poole, like, and, Wiseman I, hasn't played a game. <laughs> like, yeah, I think why I, I went and saw one of Wiseman's high school games, like, in Mississippi. Like, he's good. Like, he can really mm-hmm. shoot it. I've seen him in warm-ups. Like, he, he's very skilled. I I, yeah. I still think he's going to be a player. And then I think Moody's good, too, you know? They're yeah. already set up. So, you know, I don't know. Steph's going to be good for a couple more years too. I mean, shooting doesn't go away. You know, maybe he won't be able to yeah. get to the rack the same way he can now, but like he's going to still be draining. So they're going to be a problem. Yeah. Steph's going to get into that kind of category where like no one will ever touch it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's he already kind of is. Yeah. He's the best shooter we've ever seen. It's going to take yeah. a lot to, to, to pass him, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, because typically for for this podcast, I do I do like a little kind of association game, so I kind of want to keep that alive since this yeah, is yeah, NBA let's draft. Yeah, let's just, let's just like if there's a a band, let's let's use some of these draft prospects. Okay. Uh, if what is, you know, let's start with Chet. What does Chet sound like as a band? Like. Uh... I don't know why built to spill came up in my head. <laughs> I don't know that was, I'm just going to go with first thing that pops in there. I guess it's just the Pacific Northwest uh, connection. They're also sure. basketball fans. So um, I always wanted Chet to go to Portland. I thought that would be fun. It just seems like the natural fit for him to oh, go yeah. there. Yeah, because he looks like all the other dudes from Portland, yeah, like Myers yeah, Leonard. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it would have been it's pretty fun. So. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like I, I like to because like the way he plays, like I have this like soundtrack in my head of him running down the court because it's like those built to spill guitar parts are very like up yeah, and down, very yeah, loopy, you know. Yeah, I could see it for sure. Oh man, that's good. What about Jabari Smith? Um. So we're kind he's of tough because keeping... he's he's cool and collected. I feel like yeah, yeah. He, he's like Interpol or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying of, to think what else he could be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's very good. Um, I feel like he's very like yeah. No, you're right. I I can see Interpol because he's he's very like he keeps it level. Like those those vocals are very kind of monotone yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's he's he's in the cut for sure. Yeah. What about Paolo? <laughs> this is really hard. It is uh, hard. I feel like Paolo wants to be, he wants to be like a star. Yeah. Hmm. Did you see that video of him at like the F1 races? No, I didn't. There was a clip of him. He's like chilling, like right at like the sidelines, and like BBC goes up to interview him thinking that he's um why am i blanking what's the quarterback from the chiefs pat mahomes yeah they thought he was pat mahomes <laughs> and they're like he just like just went with it and he's like and the bbc guy's like oh that was not pat mahomes <laughs> <laughs> Six ten quarterbacks are yeah yeah it's very common <laughs> um yeah something about paulo just like he wants to be like the star so i'm just trying to think of a a band that has like a very, I mean, a very prominent front man. 
See the strokes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't see that. If we're going on like full, I guess Interpol kind of leads to the strokes. Yeah. Or I guess if he's, you know, he's his play style, he's bigger. Maybe he's got like a little bit of a heavier sound. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like uh, Caius. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. I don't know. That's just the dumbest thing I could Yeah, yeah. I, I threw this on last last minute because uh, normally yeah. we do this game, but it's mock draft time, so we had to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I feel good about it. We'll, we'll see what actually happens come draft time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always going to be a surprise. So I, I, I look forward to it. I look forward to the suits and the shoes and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and fashion sense that just looks out of date in like, you know, five years. Yeah, I, I uh, whatever is the most over the top thing. That's not that's what I'm really into. I went I to the draft. My f- oh, I no, went to ahead. the draft in, in 07 in in uh, at MSG, and mm-hmm. we uh, my buddy was working at. We got to we we got to slap five with Joachim Noah after he got picked, which was pretty Amazing. fun. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think one of my favorite draft day looks was uh, Lonnie Walker getting drafted and having the floating hat on his hair. Yeah. I love I love Lonnie. He's he's a cool dude for sure. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Memphis next season? Um, I think we we got a chance to win the whole thing. Yeah, feeling I think, good. I think we're being disrespected by Vegas right now. I think we're like <laughs> ninth best odds. It's, it's like we're the youngest team in the league, and we had the second best record, and we easily we could have beat the champs if things broke our way. So like we're in, to me, we're in the hunt. Is Ja coming for MVP next year? I mean, I would think so. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get it, but he's, he, right. he's, you know, he's definitely on the short list. Yeah, man, it's going to be good. It's, it's sad the season's over, but I love draft time. So yeah. And uh, summer league, you know, it's all fun. Yeah. It's good to have a break. Yeah. Um, well, all right, man. Well, thanks again for but, joining. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, good luck. Yeah, good luck to your Bulls on Thursday night, and hopefully, you get somebody fun. I hope. Yeah, I hope they either get someone fun or at least you know make some moves or something. Because yeah, yeah. I, I feel sad. Like for some reason, I just feel like completely unconfident about <laughs> after after the way things ended this year. Just like oh, I well, don't, they I don't know. With, that, I know. With, with Io, you know, he's great. I love him. Yes, he's a very fun player. So. They need to they need to figure out that that backcourt. Because there's it's crowded. Yeah, well, it just seems like none of them have like really, really worked out. So yeah. Well, fingers crossed, and uh, enjoy yourself the draft, and uh, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, catch you soon. So that's my conversation with Josh from Small Black. Thank you so much for listening. I'd like to redirect you to Instagram where you can find me on the regular at Indie Basketball. You can join us on Discord. We got an awesome Discord server. And I'd really love your support on Patreon, patreon.com slash Indie Basketball. We're really, really, really close to launching the half court sessions and, and we can do those more frequently with your support on there. It would mean a lot. Uh, so thank you again for listening. IndieBasketball.com for merch. Instagram, Twitter, all that. Catch you next time.